Today on Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, we're facing the pains and unsolved problems of our past. Sometimes we have to go back to the places that we've run from, do the hard things that we ran away from doing, go to the hard places in order to be able to go forward in our walk with God. But there are certain times when we've left unfinished business behind that we have to go back in order to go forward. So much of life is about moving forward and taking that next step to get ahead. But sometimes the only way forward is by taking a few steps back. Welcome to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job. Mark is the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago, and he's also president of Moody Bible Institute. Well, even though we don't usually want to talk about it, almost all of us have a few problems from our past that remain unsettled, areas of life that we simply try to avoid. And in our current series called Unstuck, we've been following the story of Elijah in the book of 1 Kings and the moment in his life where he tried to run from some serious problems. Today's message from Mark Job is titled, Walk Toward Your Unfinished Business, and the message starts now. We all have unfinished business. Some of it is small unfinished business. I mean, how many of you have started a project? Maybe you started a project in your basement You ran out of money, you're halfway through, and it's unfinished. Maybe you started a degree, you got two years into it, and you just decided, hey, I'm a little too busy, and you have in the back of your mind, I should go finish my degree because you're several credits short. It's unfinished business. When we start dragging unfinished business with us, it really slows us down. It really hinders us. When I read Elijah, Elijah, you know the story how he ended up in a cave. And I believe that in the cave, God spoke strongly and drastically to Elijah. And this entire series is about getting unstuck out of your cave and into your call. And I believe that one of the key factors to get into our call and out of our cave is to go back and deal with our unfinished business. So I'm going to read uh, just a a, a real short verse to you, and I'm going to preach out of this short verse, but I want you to understand the context. So Elijah's in the cave. He's had this conversation with God. God says to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? And in verse 15, the Lord gives him directions to get out of the cave, and this is what he tells him. The Lord said to him, speaking of Elijah, go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus and when you get there then he gives him a whole explanation of what he needs to do he gives him three statements three short statements but I think they have a powerful implication go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus and when you get there here's the instructions that I have for you So if you're really struggling to get out of your cave and move into your call, and maybe you have unfinished business today, I'm going to give you three steps to help you deal with your unfinished business. Are you with me? Okay. So if you're taking notes, jot this down. Number one, you deal with unfinished business by returning to the issues that you have been avoiding and running from. So I love what God told Elijah, 
God didn't tell Elijah, Elijah, I have a secret opening on the other side of this cave that you can escape through and go in another direction. I know you came from the south, but now I want you to go north. No, he didn't tell him that. What God told Elijah is, go back the way you came. Oh, I hope you heard that today. See, some of you are here today, and you don't want to go back to where you came from. You want to escape from where you came from. But there are times in life where we need to go back the way we came because there's unfinished business that we've left behind, and we need to go back and finish the business so that we can finally be set free to go where God is calling us to go. Sometimes we have to go back in order to go forward. Sometimes we have to go back to the places that we've run from, do the hard things that we ran away from doing, go to the hard places in order to be able to go forward in our walk with God. Most of us don't want to go back. And a lot of times I'm telling you, don't go back, go forward. But there are certain times when we've left unfinished business behind that we have to go back in order to go forward. Elijah, if you remember the story, Elijah, he had run from his problem. As soon as Jezebel, the queen, married to Ahab, who was an idol worshiper and had turned the entire nation to Baal and Astra, gods of fertility that involved human sacrifice. They were the kings of Israel, yet they had abandoned God, and she was one of the main advocates in turning the nation of Israel to follow after pagan gods. She was waving the flag of her pagan god. She was endorsing the pagan prophets. She was killing the prophets of God and subsidizing the prophets of Baal and Ashtoreth. And when Elijah had confronted the prophets of Baal on Mount, the Mount of Mount Carmel and, and later on killed all the prophets, she had had a conniption fit and decided, I'm going to kill Elijah. And when she told Elijah, I'm going to kill you, then he suddenly was gripped with fear. And instead of finishing the task that God had called him to, he started to run. Let me tell you something about unfinished business. If it was easy, you would have done it already. The reason that you and I have unfinished business in our life is that we get to a point where there's a pain point. And when the pain point seems harder than what it's worth, then we walk away or we run away and we don't have that conversation. We don't pay that debt. We don't finish the job. We don't make reconciliation we walk away we run away because the pain of dealing with it seems too severe or difficult and so we'd rather walk away or run from it than deal with it it's called avoidance you see Elijah was avoiding the issue that caused him fear God said to Elijah go back you can't go forward until you go back you need to go back before you go forward. You need to go back before you fulfill your call. You need to finish this before you can go into the new. You have to finish the old. You got to go to the place of pain. You got to confront your fear. You have to go to the hard place. You can't leave it covered anymore. You can't run out a side door anymore. 
You got to go to that place that you don't want to go, have that conversation that you don't want to have, go to the messy places that you've been avoiding. You need to go back before you can go forward. And some of you saying, Pastor, back is very messy. Back is painful. Back is stressful. There's a lot of tension if I go back. I'm not sure it can be solved. I'm not sure it can be dealt with. There, there may be some consequences. I don't want to stir up the hornet's nest. But listen, unless you go back, you can't go forward. Elijah had to go back to the middle of people that were trying to kill him, back into the middle of a tension place. He would rather be in the desert. I think as I, as I talk about this passage, what came to my mind is another very similar story found in Scripture. It's a story, it's one of the most powerful stories of issue avoidance that I've found in all of Scripture. Many of you are familiar with the story of Moses. Moses was the liberator of the people of Israel. Moses, he's an interesting character because he's got a call of God on his life when he's young and he knows it. Um, he's, he knows that God has called him to set the people of Israel free. He comes from a slave class, but he's been raised in a, well, in a wealthy class. He comes from an ethnicity of Jewish slavery, yet he has the education of the wealthy because the story of the Pharaoh's daughter finding him, taking him into this house, giving him education. So in his heart, he wants to set his people free, but yet he's an Egyptian and he goes about it all the wrong way. And one day he kills an Egyptian that's beating a slave. And because of that act, he has to run into the desert. He becomes a shepherd. He marries a woman. He has two children. He spends 40 years as a shepherd. He's given up on his dreams of being a liberator. He's long since stopped thinking about how God could use him. Now he's just a shepherd. He's just concerned about his boys, his wife, making a living, living a tranquil life. He never wants to go back to the mess that he had before in Israel. But then, how about it? It sounds like some of you, you had a dream when you were young. You had a vision when you were young. You thought... God was going to use you, and then you made a lot of mistakes. You messed up. You went into the desert. You're out there. You think you're, you're disqualified now that God could never use you. And then watch out because Moses had a burning bush experience. How many of you know a burning bush can turn everything around? He's out there, and there's a burning bush. And out of the burning bush, he approaches the burning bush. And there's a voice that comes out of the burning bush. And it's a burning bush that doesn't get consumed. He realizes it's God. God says, now I want to call you back to send you back to what you gave up on years ago. God is a resurrector of dreams. But sometimes he's got to change our character before we can pursue our dreams. Some of you, when God called you to your dream, you were so prideful, puffed up, egotistical, self-centered that God couldn't use you. So he's got to break you, humble you, strip you of your ego, egocentric life. And then finally, when you think now that you have nothing to give, God says, now I can use you because there's less of you and more of me. Now you're walking in humility. This is exactly where God wanted you. You think you're disqualified, but God says, now finally you're qualified. You think it's over and God says, no, it's just starting. 
You think I'm broken down now? I don't have anything to offer. No, God says now. It's exactly where I want you because finally you're, you're less of yourself and you know your weakness and now you're more dependent on me and that's exactly what I want to do. That's how I can use you. Thank God that some of you are just getting to the point where God can use you in a mega way. listening to the Bible teaching of Mark Job here on Bold Steps Weekend. We'll continue with today's message titled, Walk Toward Your Unfinished Business in just a moment, so please stay with us. Did you know that in addition to this weekend program, Mark's messages also air each weekday on our sister program, Bold Steps? But if you want to listen on your own time, you can also access these messages online on our podcast or through the popular Moody Radio app. To learn more about all the ways you can listen to Mark, just visit our website, boldstepsweekend.org. All right, now let's get back into part two of our message from Pastor Mark. We're picking up with the story of Moses and how he chose to walk toward his unfinished business. And so he had a burning bush experience. He's married. He's got two boys. He's got a wife named Zephorah. And the Bible tells us that he responds to God reluctantly. He makes excuses, but finally God calls him back. So he packs his boys and his wife, and he tells his father-in-law, I'm going back to Egypt to see some relatives. He didn't have the heart to tell I'm going to set the people of Israel free. And so in Exodus chapter 4 is the, is the weirdest passage of Scripture that you'll ever find. It's difficult to understand. It's challenging to understand because Moses is on his way to fulfill his call. And in Exodus chapter 4, verse 24, it says, At a lodging place on the way, the Lord met Moses and was about to kill him. What? I thought Moses was on his way to fulfill his call. God, why are you trying to kill him? You read this passage, and it's a very strange passage. In fact, if you were just to take a snapshot of it, It kind of reminds you of the movie Psycho. There's a motel. There's a crazed woman. There's blood on the floor. There's a man in the bed ready to die. And you think, what's going on? Well, let me tell you what's happening with that crazed image. He's on his way to Egypt. When he gets there, suddenly Moses starts feeling like he's dying. The Bible says, and God was about to kill Moses. Well, you don't really understand why God was about to kill him because you figured he said yes to him. He had one problem. It was a two-letter word. Two-letter word. He had unfinished business. Some of you are like, what what did he have? He had unfinished business. And so as he drew closer to his call, there was unfinished business that as he lived a normal, mediocre life, not pursuing his call wasn't an issue. But as soon as he started to pursue his call to be used of God, then it became an issue. The fact that you have unsettled issues in your life, maybe not a big issue for you right now, but as you pursue a call of God, as you step into your calling, as you move into greater spirituality, as you start to use your gifts, as you step into leadership, as God begins to put you in a place to make a difference, then suddenly your unfinished business can actually become a hindrance to your calling. Are you tracking with me? This is really important. Moses went on to liberate the people of Israel. 
But he almost was finished by the unfinished business in his life. Number two, I'm talking to you about unfinished business. Not only must you return to the issues that you've been avoiding that you need to deal with, but you also need to deal with unfinished business by refusing to procrastinate on that which will keep you from your calling. So you have to go. God said, go, go back. Stop avoiding, go back. And then secondly, as you go back, stop procrastinating. Some of you have gone back and you're looking at the problem, but you're not doing anything about the problem. Some of you know you need to go back. You hear clearly, I need to deal with this, but you keep telling yourself, I'm going to deal with it when the time is right, when the time is right, when the time is right. You've been telling yourself for five years you're going to deal with something when the time is right and you still haven't dealt with it. Don't deceive yourself into thinking that you've dealt with it just because you have in mind to deal with it. Because, listen to me, very important, write this down. Delayed obedience is ultimately disobedience. Every parent in this place knows what I mean. When I tell my 15-year-old, go clean your room. Why? Because mom wants it clean. That's why. When my daughter was nine, my wife told her, honey, you need to clean your room. It's a mess. She said, as long as I have a path. <laughs> have you ever heard this? It's my room. And you know the answer, but it's my house. Your room happens to be in my house. <laughs> clean your room. I'm going to, Dad. An hour later, it's not clean. How come your room's not clean? I'm going to do it, Dad. Three hours later, it's not done. I'm still going to do it. I still have time. No, 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 no. Hey, there comes a line that's crossed where delayed obedience crosses into the area of disobedience now my son in his mind can say well I, i'm planning on doing it one of these days when christmas vacation comes i'll have time a lot of time to do it no 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 that's called plainly disobedience because if god has asked you to do something and you haven't followed through and you haven't done it don't tell yourself well i'm going to obey i'm planning to obey i'm just waiting for the right time to do it no 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 you're disobeying it's not a matter of timing. You can deceive yourself into thinking that you're just waiting for the right timing. Because you've been talking about having that conversation and releasing that person and forgiving them for the last three years. And you keep telling them, well, I'm waiting for the right timing. Well, what's the right timing look like? Well, I got to be in the right attitude. They got to be in the right attitude. We're going to run into each other in the hallway with a lot of time. Both smile at each other, look at each other, have our Bibles in our hand. Maybe it's a church setting. And then, voila, the Holy Spirit will empower me to do it. But I just haven't had the right timing yet. No, 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 no. You're disobeying Call it what it is. Delayed obedience is disobedience. God said to Elijah, I want you to go back and I want you to go to the desert of Damascus. Now, there's something really important about Damascus. Do you remember what happened on the way to the cave? This was the place of depression. This was the place of suicidal thoughts. This was the place of, I want to give up on life, on God, on ministry, on everything. 
The desert of Damascus was a very dark place. Elijah did not want to go back to that dark place again. He didn't want to have to even travel through Damascus because it was messy, it was dark, it reminded him of a bad place in his life, so he wanted to avoid it. But God not only said, go back to Jezebel, go back to your problem, but I want you to go through Damascus. And I thought to myself, well, why does God want him to go through Damascus? Well, I believe that sometimes God wants you to revisit the darkest places in your life because God wants to redeem the dark places and bring light into them. Sometimes the darkest places in your life, the places you're avoiding, you'll always live with that darkness. But God wants you to go back there and bring light into that darkness so you can retell the story of Damascus. Some of you have a dark story in your life and you always live with that. I don't know what your dark story is. Maybe you're a here. Maybe you're here and no one knows it. And when you were 18, you had an abortion. No one knows it. It's guilty. You think every time around the certain time of the year, my son or my daughter would be 10, 15, 20 years old now. And maybe it's a really dark place and you don't want to let anybody know about it. Haven't talked to anybody about it, but inside you grieve and you feel guilty about it. And you say, I don't want to go there anymore. There's too much pain. It's too dark. It's too difficult. Why go back there? There's really nothing there. But it could be that God wants you to go back there and bring the light of God in there and experience the forgiveness of God and experience the the release of pain and and allow God to rewrite that story in your life and that won't bring back a child that was aborted but it will bring light into that place that is causing you shame and guilt and darkness and making you not be able to raise your head in worship and worship God freely or look at other people and feel like I'm less than something or I have this hidden sin that God can't forgive me about or whatever it may be I believe that God wants to revisit your darkest places and bring light into them not only must you return to the issues go back the way you came before you can go forward refuse to procrastinate on these issues that need to be dealt with don't God says go go now don't wait don't say I'll go one day I'll go another way no go and go now and then thirdly you deal with unfinished business by taking bold steps of faith-filled obedience. You see, I believe that most of the time when we're dealing with unfinished business, we don't go there because it's hard to deal with, and we don't go there because it stirs up issues. I'm going to tell you something about this. God is not afraid of you stirring up some issues. Because sometimes you can't deal with unfinished business unless you stir up the issues. God told Elijah, not only do I want you to go back to Jezebel, but I want you to appoint two kings that will be, one will be a successor in Israel, one will be a successor in Judah. In other words, I don't want you just to go back to Jezebel, but I want you to appoint someone that's going to overthrow Jezebel. Talk about a hornet's nest. He's going back to a place where there's tension, where there's difficulty, where there's problems. God is calling them back, and I want you to know that if it were easy, you would have gone there before. If, if it weren't filled with tension, 
You would have had that conversation with your spouse before. You would have talked to your boss about it. You would have released that brother or sister that's hurt you that you've hurt, held resentment towards for quite a while. If it were easy, you would have had that conversation. But you, you're just walking away from the pain and walking away from the difficulty. And God says, no, I don't want you to do that. I want you to walk right into the hornet's nest. And you may be stung, yes, but I'd rather you be stung and walk away knowing that it's dealt with than living with unfinished business that's going to hinder you from the call that God has upon your life. So go, go boldly and in faith deal with the issues that God is calling you to deal with. You're listening to Bold Steps Weekend, a powerful message from our Bible teacher, Mark Job. If you've missed any part of our current series called Unstuck, Out of Your Cave and Into Your Call, feel free to catch up anytime by visiting boldstepsweekend.org. While you're online, you can also learn about a very special trip that we'll be taking in just a few months, and you're invited. This May, you can join Pastor Mark Job, Dr. Crawford Loritz, and Dr. Michael Radonik for a 10-day Messianic adventure through the heart of Israel. They'll be trekking through the streets and hillsides and shepherd fields where Jesus walked taking in the sights and sounds of the Holy Land. And we want you to become a part of that adventure. To register and learn more about this incredible opportunity, just visit boldstepsweekend.org. And then before we close today, let me remind you to request your copy of our latest Bold Action Gift. It's a book that Mark wrote to go even deeper into the lessons from our current series. It's called Unstuck, Out of Your Cave and Into Your Call. And Mark walks us through the seven crucial steps we need to take in order to break out of where we've been and move forward to where God intends for us to go. Make the most of this empowering study by requesting your copy of Mark's book. We'll be happy to send you a copy of Unstuck when you give a gift of any amount to support this ministry. To make your donation today, go to boldstepsweekend.org. Well, that's our time for now. I'm Wayne Shepherd. On behalf of the entire Bold Steps team, have a great weekend. And be sure to join us next time when Mark continues with part two of this insightful message titled, Walk Toward Your Unfinished Business. That's next time here on Bold Steps Weekend. Bold Steps Weekend is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.